I hate to wait. If I really want it, I want it right now. God's sense of timing sometimes frustrates me, which is why I have to learn to ask, trust, and hope while I grow in my understanding of His will and His ways. Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're following and listening to God, responding to Him in prayer. If you're new here, follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to grow your faith. In season three, we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. We're in book five of the Psalms. That's Psalms 107 through 150. And we are in the mini collection within book five called the Songs of Ascent. These are 15 pilgrim songs found in Psalm 120 to 134 that were sung on the way up to Jerusalem or in the city itself by pilgrims during one of the three great Jewish festivals. We looked at one before, Psalm 121, and now we're going to listen to another, Psalm 130. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details at wordofprayer.com. That's word of prayer with dashes in between. Psalm 130 is one of the seven penitential psalms in the collection that the Christian church adopted for the season of Lent. It's the 40 days of introspection and penitence that comes before Easter. Well, we've already looked at three other of these seven psalms in this season or in the first season of First 15. And the main feature of these seven psalms is the focus on forgiveness. The penitential psalms that we've already looked at include Psalm 6, Psalm 32, and Psalm 143. So Psalm 130 is the fourth one in this collection. We're not going to get to all seven in this particular season, which is coming to a close very soon. But I encourage you to go look at the rest of those. I'll give you details in the show notes, and you can read through and pray all the Psalms of penitence, especially if your heart is drawn to that at this time. Now, from the first line of this Psalm, Psalm 130, we know this is prayer for the times when we feel we're in deep over our heads. We need God, and we call on Him. Listen with me, and pray this Psalm with me now. Out of the depths I cry to you, Yahweh. Lord, hear my prayer. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you marked iniquities, Yah, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so you are feared. I wait for Yahweh. My soul waits, and in his word, is my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the morning watchman, more than the morning watchman. Israel, hope in Yahweh. For with Yahweh is loyal love, and with him is abundant ransom. He will ransom Israel from all their iniquities. You know, when I was getting into the Psalms, more on a deeper basis. I reference this in my book, God Help Me Grow. 
It was when I was living in Singapore as a young man. And there was a book written by a gentleman named Bernard Anderson. And the title of the book is Out of the Depths. The Psalms Speak for Us Today. And it's really an introduction to the book of Psalms from a little more of a scholarly level, quite approachable for any Bible teacher or someone trying to study the Bible in a deeper way. So he took the first line of Psalm 130 as the title for his whole book, Out of the Depths. And that guide really helped me at that particular time in my faith journey. I mention it here to say some of these psalms, just the words, have such a deep imprint on us. Now, the songs of ascent are particularly well-suited for meditation. I mentioned in the last episode how they have this progressive structure where each verse seems to build on the last one. Sometimes it's through repetition of a word, a phrase, or just tagging an idea several times. But the net effect of that is it helps us to settle down, to quiet our souls for a moment. And when we get quiet for a minute, what do we find in the depths? For me, I find that not everything is well. I feel stuck in the mud. My sin is what I'm present to. Maybe it's the same with you. But I know for others that what you are experiencing is a little different. It's something more like, yuck, things are awful. How did I get here? Things were supposed to be better. I was looking forward to this time and they've turned out terrible. Life seems to be put on hold. It feels like I'm barely moving. I'm struggling in thick mud or quicksand. Whatever you're experiencing, whether you're very present to your own failures and shortcomings, or whether you look around you and say, what's wrong with this world? Why are we stuck in this? Why are these things happening right now? I think Psalm 130 has the right medicine for your spirits. Out of the depths, I cry to you, Yahweh. Lord, hear my cry. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. That's the first two lines of this psalm. They just urge us right where we are, stuck in the mud, out of the depths, from the darkness. Call on God. Ask for his attention and help. And as you ask, believe. Just like the book of James in the New Testament encourages us. You don't have because you don't ask. When you do ask, you don't ask in faith, believing. And I just encourage you as you pray this prayer, ask in faith, believing. The next two verses actually encourage us in this. Verses 3 and 4, they say, If you marked out iniquities, Yah, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. So you are feared. A quick explanation, that word Yah, as we've heard before, is a shortened form of the word Yahweh, which is God's covenant name. Hallelujah is Hebrew for praise Yah or praise God. And so sometimes the psalmist take on this very familiar note or this urgent note calling on God by his personal name and even shortening it from Yahweh to Yah. If you marked iniquities, Yah, Lord, who could stand? 
And so we get a double whammy here, not just calling him Yah, but also Lord or Master. And so in most English translations, the word Yahweh is translated with Lord with small capital letters. But then there's another word in Hebrew that means literally Lord, Adonai. And in this verse, we get both of those right next to each other, Yah and Adonai. If you marked iniquities, Yah, Lord, who could stand? It's, it's from a, a place of just intense emotion that we speak out and we're almost tongue-tied. And yet it's an urgent question. God, if you kept a record of our wrongs, who could, who could stand? I don't want my record of wrongs to be brought out or held against me. I can't stand up if that's the case. And someone already taught us that. We started this whole journey way back in episode 1, verse 15, with Psalm 1. And Psalm 1 taught us in verse 5 that the wicked will not stand. Psalm 14 also taught us in, here in season 3 that there is no one righteous. There's no one who does only good, not one. So I'm in a tough spot. I'm stuck in sin, both my own as well as other people's sin. The effects of sin is just rife through our world. That is what the Bible tells us. So that's why we have pandemics. That wasn't God's intention, was to have sickness and suffering. That is part of the effects of sin. I'm stuck in sin, whether it's my own personal faults and failures or the effects that I'm living in of other people's sin. There's this note, though, of trust and belief that says, but with you, there is forgiveness. So you are feared. Exodus 34, 6 actually gave us the clue about this. It taught us back in the law, the Old Testament law, that God is just like this. Yahweh, Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in loyal love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. It's because God is forgiving that we worship Him, revere Him. We hang on to that in faith. But not everything is immediately put right, is it? We still have to wait while things are getting worked out. We wait. Verses 5 and 6. I wait for Yahweh. My soul waits, and in His word is my hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the morning watchman. More than the morning watchman. I hate to wait. I want it right now. But I don't get my way immediately. Sometimes I don't get it at all. As I get older, I develop a little more patience, I notice. I learn that not everything will be worked out instantly. Not everything can be fixed as fast as I want it to be. I wait and hope. And I develop a sharp edge to my hope, like a night guard or a watchman who's just waiting for morning to come, just waiting for the job to be over, just waiting for the sun to rise and the danger to be past, just waiting for those first rays of the sun peeking up over the horizon. Something miraculous is born out of hope. Confidence. So the last two verses here. Israel, hope in Yahweh, for with Yahweh is loyal love, and with him is abundant ransom. 
He will ransom Israel from all their iniquities. That word ransom in verse 7 is interesting. This particular word is pretty rare in Hebrew. It's only used four times in the Bible. So besides this verse, Isaiah 50, Psalm 111, and Exodus 8. Interestingly, the verse where God tells Moses, I will set a mark or a distinction between my people and the Egyptians. Well, that word mark or distinction is this word ransom. I will set a ransom, a difference between my people and the Egyptians. The verb ransom that comes to us in verse 8 is more common, and it takes us back to the law, to Exodus 13. It's also found in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy also. But let me stop and ask you a question here. I've taken us back to the Exodus and thinking about Israel being in bondage, being in slavery in Egypt. How long did they have to wait in Egypt to be redeemed? Well, if you go back and read it, it was hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Enough to where the people were a little bit doubtful, a lot doubtful, actually, whenever Moses told them, it's time, and they were like, yeah, well, <laughs> right. They were already jaded. They were cynical. Hundreds of years. But then it came, and God has done it before. God has redeemed his people, certainly, surely, swiftly, when it happened. But before it happened, a lot of waiting, a lot of hoping. He will do it again. That is what we proclaim. God has shown himself faithful. God does redeem, and he will do it again. Take that truth to heart. Ask God. Trust him. Wait and hope. And then take the next step in confidence today. Pray with me now, please. Oh Lord, you know how much I need you. How I mess things up on my own. I'm in the pit. I'm deep in the dark mud. It's not where I want to be. And I need to know that you hear me. I'm crying out for mercy. I don't want my record of sins held against me. Forgive me, God. Set me right with you. You do forgive, and so I worship and fear you. And I wait. I'm keeping my hope in you. Not in technology, not in politicians, not in human help at all. Full redemption is coming. You are my hope because your love never fails. I will walk out of this dark and hopeless dead end. I hope in you. Amen. Psalm 130 is a psalm to return to to memorize, to pray, and meditate on. I found in one of my old journals from six years ago my prayer from Psalm 130. I wrote out the verses at the time and also my prayer from it. And then I noticed in my journal a few days later, I went back to it and wrote some more. Well, I did that again this past week in my journal. Spent some time in Psalm 130, just going through this verse, praying this prayer, meditating on it. Pray it, hold it, hope it. God gave us these words. Put them to work in exercising your faith. I don't know if you noticed, but just like Psalm 121, the eight verses of Psalm 130, they work in pairs. So verses 1 and 2 go together, 3 and 4, 5 and 6, 7 and 8. 
Go back and look at it in your Bible or listen to this podcast again. I think you'll see it. I suggest you grab hold of one of these pairs that fits where you are. Whether it's hear me, I'm asking you, God. Or maybe it's the second pair, I'm trusting you for forgiveness. Or the third, I'm hoping, just like a watchman, hoping, waiting for morning. Or maybe it's the fourth pair, I'm declaring in confidence, God will redeem, God will ransom. There's nothing wrong with being in any one of those places. And maybe you feel like several or all of them are true for you. I would just give you the counsel. Start at the earliest stage that fits, whether it's verses 1 and 2, asking, or verses 3 and 4, trusting, or 5 and 6, hoping, or 7 and 8, declaring, and then live from that today. Well, I'm trusting this has been helpful to you and you're listening because God's word is coming through somehow in all of this. Help me keep sharing these messages with you and others who need to hear it. Support me monthly by signing up on my Patreon link in the show notes. Supporters get access to bonus episodes and special patron-only events. You can also get a copy of God Help Me Grow, learning to pray through the Psalms either for yourself or for someone you want to encourage. It's on Amazon, and we have a link to it also in our show notes. Out of the depths, let God hear your prayer today. Blessings.